as I reflected on the readings today, and for those of you that know, there are millions of sermons out there on the parable of the mustard seed. But for some reason, I kept coming up with this idea of how Jesus is always giving these short, very mysterious parables that leave us sort of figuring out what the heck he's trying to say. And at times, I really wish he would have just told us straight out what he means, what the answers are, so we could get on and move on with our lives. I'm a little bit of a type A, and I like to have quick answers and move on. Jesus didn't really work that way, and sometimes it's frustrating. It'd be harder to write a sermon knowing that we didn't know what he was meaning, or we didn't have, leave it to ourselves to sort of deeply think about what it meant for us in our daily lives. So if he would have told us straight out answers, it probably wouldn't be as interesting, certainly not as meaningful, especially when it comes to life's biggest answers, like what is the kingdom of God like? What is God like? How do we find the words to even describe what the kingdom of God is like? In today's readings, Jesus again uses a lot of mystery in his writing as he describes the kingdom of God being like a mustard seed that is so small, so deep. And once it's planted, it becomes something bigger than we can ever imagine. Now, I don't know about you all, but I don't particularly feel that that's helpful. I'm not a planter, but I don't think that's the answer. I don't think that's the reason. But as I reflected more on this message, I'm also aware that we are in the season of Pentecost, the season where we are aware of the presence of the Holy Spirit. And it seemed to me when I talked, when I thought about the mustard seed and the kingdom of God and the Holy Spirit. Perhaps in order to gain an understanding of what the kingdom of God is like, we are called to pay attention to those tiny moments, those moments as small as a mustard seed, those moments in our life where we experience perhaps not the words, but the feeling of what the kingdom of God is like. The kingdom of God is beyond words. Perhaps it is a sacred and holy moment. Maybe a time when our hearts are so filled with joy or peace where we feel the presence of the Holy, a presence of the Holy Spirit acting within our hearts. A sacred time when we might have a moment where we're filled with joy. A holy moment, I call it. And maybe it is in our everyday lives that we are called to pay attention where those moments are that we gain just a glimpse or an understanding of the awesomeness of God and the awesomeness and the bigness of God's kingdom when we are filled with the Spirit. And for each of us, these moments will be very different and perhaps come at times when we least expect it. But perhaps Jesus is reminding us to pay attention. And again, for each of us, these will be different moments. And I'm not talking about a grander moment where your entire life is transformed. It might be the simple things that we encounter day to day that give us the small mustard seed moment of what the kingdom of God is like. I was reminded once of an encounter I had with a close friend of mine, and she had gone through what is called a charismatic experience, a Pentecost, 
like experience. She told me how she had found Jesus and been reborn in the spirit. And I thought, good for you. Some burning need in your life has been filled in by God in a very special way. But then she went on to convince me that I needed to have the same experience in exactly the same way that she had. Wait, I said. It is true that our experiences of God differ. But why do you assume that your experience of God is more real than my experience of God? Yet it's so often, so often, that is what it comes down to, is it not? We are confronted with an exclusive, exclusivism which says, my way of understanding God and the way that I see the world and the way that I experience the holy and the kingdom of God is the right way and the only way and the true way of understanding God. I don't believe that we can put the kingdom of God into one way. In fact, Jesus had a hard time explaining the kingdom of God. And so for us, it is even harder. So it doesn't mean that we will experience the kingdom of God in the same way. Because it is the Holy Spirit who is loose. The Holy Spirit that goes within each of our hearts in very different and unique ways because we are unique individuals. In many mainline denominations, I have seen a similar, though opposite, reaction from those who are Pentecostal Christians. Pastors who want nothing to do with the Charismatics. We get uncomfortable talking about the Pentecost or the Holy Spirit because of all of that portrays in us as our congregation. It means something out there, something kind of crazy, something speaking in tongues, something politically more conservative. Sometimes we think about people who are overwhelmed with the Holy Spirit, that is, it is misguided and deluded, that it will split the church, that it will lead people to uncontrollable selves, and our services might appear more like a circus show than a liturgical experience. But as the United Church of Christ, we do believe in the Trinity. But we sometimes don't concentrate enough on the Holy Spirit. And I think the Holy Spirit is absolutely key in understanding what the kingdom of God is. The Holy Spirit is the mystery that grows the mustard seed into something so big and so beautiful that we can't describe it, that it is beyond our brains to understand and to find words. And to me, that's just like the Holy Spirit. So I'm left with this question. Does the Holy Spirit come to the church in only one way? Absolutely not. It is not just the mustard seed. And I think that's why Jesus explains it as being one mustard seed planted and then the unknown happens. Let me tell you of an experience that I thought of as I was writing this sermon that helped me understand the wonder of the diversity of God's presence with us and the way that God teaches us about what the kingdom of God might be like. I also learned in this that being Pentecostal and being open to the Holy Spirit doesn't mean something scary or even weird. In fact, I have learned to embrace it. That saying I might even be Pentecostal means that I believe in the power of the Holy Spirit and that each in, in each of our lives at different moments we too experience the Pentecost. 
we too experience the mystery of that mustard seed. This is an experience that I consider one of the most powerful spirit-filled moments that I've had. I grew up Catholic, and up until a few years ago, I was Catholic until I changed denominations my last year of seminary. In fact, I grew up so Catholic that I didn't even know until college that there were people in the world that were not Catholic. Some of you might know what I mean. Now, many of us would agree that the Catholic Church is not necessarily known for its inclusiveness and open to all people. Let's just put that in there right now. And this has always been a struggle for me. One of the many things that I chose not to embrace about the Catholic Church, because I believe the kingdom of God is for all. So I moved to Minneapolis from a small town in Wisconsin, and I found it. Catholic Church that I heard was kind of on the liberal end of Catholicism, and so I decided to attend Mass there. Overall, most of the Mass was similar to what I had experienced before, not a lot of differences, until it came to communion time. Everyone was invited up to the altar to stand around the altar in a circle to share what is called a communal Eucharist. So everyone walked up to the altar and we all stood in a big circle, all of us, not just the priest, reciting all the communion prayers. As I looked around the room, I was suddenly overcome with tears, with joy, with some kind of feeling overwhelming that it was something good, but I couldn't find the words. You see, next to me, there was a homeless man, and on his lapel of his worn-in blazer, he was wearing a purple heart. I'm assuming he received in Vietnam. And on the other side of me was a woman who was a member of the Sisters of St. Joseph, who had been imprisoned for seven years in the School of the Americas and had just been released. And all around this communion table were families, women living in transitional housing, housing apartment from across the street, men who were regulars at the homeless shelter located in the basement of the church, men and women from the neighborhood who were living in group homes dealing with schizophrenia, bipolar disorder, and all types of mental illnesses. There were people there who had been disenfranchised and kicked out of the Catholic Church, but wanted to give it at least one more chance. And it was in this moment, everyone, at this moment, as I looked around the community, all I could think of was everyone. Everyone was truly welcome at this table. And my body was so overcome by a feeling I cannot describe to this day. But all I knew was that the Holy Spirit was alive in that room and for that brief moment, I of what the kingdom of God must be like, what the kingdom of God must feel like, that tiny mustard seed, that being open to all grew into this enormous You see, there were people from every walk of life that were being spiritually, it was true. 
truly a Pentecostal moment for me. A moment where I could understand what Jesus was trying to say, that the kingdom of God is like a mustard seed, so tiny. Three minutes of my life blown and grown into this big, undescribable, beyond words moment. Obviously a moment that has stayed with me since I've had that in my life. And often that simple memory of that communion table experience still fills me with that unexplained feeling of joy, feeling of hope, feeling of wholeness. And this moment happens to all of us in different ways. Can each of you think of a moment where you felt the kingdom of God? where you have felt that immense joy in your heart so deeply that you don't find words. And again, Jesus describes it as a mustard seed, a tiny mustard seed, not a huge, overwhelming, transforming life experience. To all of us, this will happen differently. But when has this happened to you? Maybe it is a moment when your belief becomes alive. A moment when our thinking about the promises that God has made becomes in us a transforming faith. Perhaps a moment when ideas and concepts suddenly move our minds and our hearts, and through these we move our feet and our hands and our mouths and our lips in a new way, in a life-giving way. That moment is the gift of the Holy Spirit, a gift of a glimpse of the kingdom of God. That moment is the fruit of the Holy Spirit, which now dwells in all flesh and seeks only to bring us closer to God and closer to one another. For the first disciples, that happened, that moment happened with the rush of the wing and the tongues of fire that we talked about a few weeks ago. And still that happens for some people sometimes. But where have you experienced a moment of the holy? A tiny moment in your lives that may seem unimportant. It may not be hours and hours. It may be less than a minute. I believe that this is what Jesus means by the parable of the mustard seed, that it is in our everyday lives where we are called to experience the holy in such a profound way that we don't have words. But that moment when our hearts feel joy, maybe feel peace, maybe feel content or at rest. We all have these moments. And I think that Jesus is calling us to pay attention. Now, he certainly couldn't preach a sermon without mentioning the pandemic. It just seems wrong. But I remember having another moment, perhaps now is the moment in that Catholic church, but the moment when I was being able to take off my mask and see other people's faces for the first time in a year. I got together with some people at my church finally over here uh, last week, and I couldn't help but feel overjoyed by that simple fact that I could see their faces. I could see their smiles. I had seen them online for over a year. And we all know that doesn't quite do it. But perhaps those are moments where we remember that God is good and God is great 
and that God is with us even during these trying times. That's what's meant by the mustard seed. These tiny moments where we experience this wind of the Holy Spirit, this joy-filled moment where we can't find words, but we know what it feels like. And perhaps, perhaps all of us will be able to pay attention more, to be alive more, to have these moments so that they sustain us through those times in life where we just don't feel God is alive, where we just don't feel God is present or God is next to us, where we wonder where God has forsaken us. Sometimes for us, for some of you, feeling the kingdom of God or feeling that sense of what God's awesomeness might bring, it's a walk. It's an experience being in the beauty of nature. Perhaps it's a moment of forgiveness, a forgiveness from a loved one, family member, or friend. And I couldn't help but think of, for those of you that are parents, it might be that sudden quietness and calmness after your child has gone to sleep and they're safe in bed. All seems right with the world. Those are moments where we experience the kingdom of God. It is these experiences where we have no explanation, explanation of why we may feel a certain way. But if we can, if just for a moment, stop wondering why or how this feeling is there, when we can let go and just let the beautiful things come into our hearts. Indeed, the spirit does all that Jesus said it would do, grow into a mysterious, beautiful, beyond recognition, beyond all understanding kind of thing. Beyond words. The words we sometimes try to forget and the words we sometimes look for are also those moments where God comes into our hearts and helps us. And suddenly we have the words that allow us to bring comfort to a friend who is lost. We have words that allow us to really communicate forgiveness and love to someone in need. We are given those words of conviction when we don't know what to say, but we know we are passionate about something. And we know that we are given words in those moments that render peace to our souls and souls of others. God gives us so much to be grateful for in the awesomeness of his promise of the kingdom. And the spirit is what grows the mustard seed into something so big. And the Spirit is always flowing in us and through us and flows to others. It is like the wind. It is like fire. It is like a river. It is also a small voice within us. We just need to listen. And this, if we, if we believe that we have had these moments, we too might just be called Pentecostal. When we can learn to expect the unexpected, to feel the presence of God and God's spirit at times and in moments when we least expect it, it happens. Embrace it. Notice it. 
relish in it and let it sustain you. See, in the season of Pentecost, we're still talking about Pentecost being God's passion, God's desire, the longing for life that blows through our lives that in anything we can imagine. And even when we are least prepared for it, like seeds that are planted, it is a mystery. They grow and we're always surprised and delighted. We face our lives knowing that we are not alone because the spirit lives us, lives in us and through us. And the spirit lives within this community gathered, whether at home or in church, the spirit is here. We are never alone. In living our lives open to the presence of this incredible spirit, we live a more full life, a life guided by truth, a life guided by compassion and love and understanding, and a life guided by the forgiveness, the gift of forgiveness, and a life open to the unconditional love and the amazing, amazing kingdom of God. May your life always be filled with these spirit-filled moments. Amen.